Hello, and welcome to another real podcast for realfoodtraveler.com, a digital culinary travel magazine. I'm Courtney Drake McDonough, the publisher and managing editor of realfoodtraveler.com, and today I have the real pleasure of being here in Santa Fe, New Mexico, sitting around the table with four people who are going to talk margaritas with us. Um, we're talking to our four guests who are all connected to Santa Fe's Margarita Trail, which is a great opportunity for people to get to know Santa Fe in a unique way through the heritage of margaritas and tequila and the different hotels and restaurants and bars that are around here who are all part of the trail. So I'm going to let our guests go around and introduce themselves now. I'm Joanne Hudson, Public Relations Manager with Tourism Santa Fe, and I have the wonderful job of getting to share the Margarita Trail with uh, press and media all around the country and even the world sometimes. Um, my name is Andy Barnes. I'm the chef and owner of Dinner for Two, one of the recent additions to the Margarita Trail. My name is Ryan Dodge. I am the program and events manager here at Tourism Santa Fe, and I've got the lucky job of uh, overseeing and, and running the Margarita Trail for uh, our uh, wonderful city of Santa Fe and uh, get to work with. Uh, over 45 wonderful restaurants and partners um, on the on the trail. So lucky to be here. Thanks for having us. I'm Carla Gilson. I'm the beverage manager at La Fonda on the Plaza. I would say I have the most fun job in the hotel because <laughs> I manage all the beverages, and we were one of the uh, original uh, bars for the Margarita Trail. Well, thank you all for gathering together with me. It's not quite uh, five o'clock time here, not quite time for margaritas for here in the morning, but um, we're going to talk about them nevertheless. So Joanne, why don't you explain um, what the Margarita Trail is all about and how it works? Definitely. So the Santa Fe Margarita Trail is a fun program that was created to help visitors locate and get out to um, all the best margaritas in Santa Fe. So it can be accessed or used via a printed passport a little booklet that lists all of the uh, margaritas, locations, recipes, has a map that gets you around to the different locations, or you can also use it as a mobile app version. Download it to your um, iPhone or Android device and just go from there with exploring the margaritas in Santa Fe. A few things about the trail, why you would want to have the passport would be you get a dollar off the purchase of the margarita at each location. So there's a little discount. And then as you taste margaritas around Santa Fe, get your stamps, you earn prizes. So there's a, a fun component where you can um, start to earn and collect these stamps. When you hit five, you get the t-shirt that says, I've blazed the margarita trail. <laughs> um, and then it kind of goes on from there, 10, 15, 20 stamps. Um, all have different prize levels and um, prizes connected with them. We have had over a hundred people actually finish the trail and what we considered finishing the trail early on there were 30, 31 restaurants and bars on the passport and so if you hit all of those and got all those um, stamps you would earn a margarita trail bartender kit to take home and use at home to make margaritas. 
Um, now we've added even more in the last year. So the program's been around three years yeah, now. May 5th of 2017, I think it started. Actually, 2016. So Cinco de Mayo 2016 yeah. was the inception date when it started, yes. Yeah, and we've just evolved and continued to add participating locations over the, the time that the trail's been in existence. Um, so now when you complete the trail, it'll be the total number of restaurants that are in the app or on the passport when you buy it and um, there'll be an even special additional VIP package experience that you'll earn and win by completing but we see most of our visitors they can achieve that five five stamps get their t-shirt in a, a long weekend if they're really into it I've heard stories of folks you know, on their last morning having to have kind of a early margarita just to get that fifth stamp before they head to the visitor center, pick up their prize, and leave town. So you bring up a good point. I mean, lest someone listening to this think, well, hot damn, I'm just going to breeze through this thing. You you do have some, some limitations on, on how often somebody can enjoy a margarita, right? We do. We, we want to encourage responsible consumption, of course. So um, we limit your stamps or your ability to collect those stamps and points on the passport to two per day. So roughly two per 12 hours, you know, you're going to have to either show your printed passport and get it physically stamped and the bartender will date when you got that stamp or on the app, um, there's sort of a built-in technological way it keeps track and um, so you can't actually get a third stamp on that day. So the passports are good for how long? They are good in perpetuity at this point. Oh, okay. Yep, we don't foresee the program ending anytime soon. It's been wonderful and people still show up with their original passport in hand um, that's kind of, you know, tattered and um, dog-eared and, you know, they've made notes uh, and they're still collecting stamps in that original one. If you do have an original one, you can always upgrade it. Our visitor centers can help you um, upgrade to the app version and transfer your stamps. So um, it's been a great program that we've, we've found ways to keep it going and moving um, into the new phases. But you never lose. Never lose those. Yeah, one, one thing I would add is the neat thing about the paper passports is that they're completely transferable. So um, if you have maybe a family member that's coming back to Santa Fe, they can come and enjoy the Margarita Trail and actually get you some stamps on oh. your passport. Uh, and then one of my most favorite things about the Margarita Trail uh, passport uh, and both the, the paper passport and the app is that you get all of the Margarita Trail, uh, sorry, the uh, Margarita uh, uh, recipes. <laughs> so you can actually take them home and uh, try to make some of these world-famous margaritas as well. So you don't only get the do dollar off and the prizes that Joanne had mentioned, you also get all of the margarita recipes that you, uh, that you can enjoy at home. So at, at each stop, is it one specific margarita? That is That's correct, of, okay. yes. There's a highlighted uh, um, uh, margarita that each location uh, is uh, uh, having participating on the mar in the margarita trail. That's their margarita. Okay. And it's often denoted on the menu. So sometimes oh. on the menu it'll have the margarita trail logo next to it. Um, some restaurants do that. Some will just kind of name it in the description. 
Um, and then of course, once you're there, you can kind of match, if you have your passport in hand, you can match it to the menu and say, oh, this is the one that they're listing here in the passport. I'm gonna try this one on their menu because that's their special margarita trail cocktail. So if say you were at a restaurant and you didn't know about the margarita trail yet, you had not listened to this podcast yet, um, or visited the Visit Santa Fe website, um, and you saw that, could you, you could just go, you could download the app right there and kind of start the process there, right? Or would you have to come to the visitor center? Nope. You could, you could download the app from anywhere. You can even download it at home and get started looking at recipes. Um, it is a app that you purchase. Um, it's currently $2.99. And um, you could do it from home and, and kind of start plotting your route and how you're going to um, visit and try the margaritas. And as you're uh, visiting Santa Fe and plot those out, how you're going to experience them. Um, and I would say we probably have people that have downloaded it that haven't even made it to Santa Fe yet. Mm -hmm. um, the beauty of that technology, you can do it from anywhere. If you are here in town and you want to purchase the paper version, the easiest way would be to go to one of our Santa Fe visitor centers. Um, the restaurants do sometimes have a, a supply and they can sell you one right there, mm -hmm. but um, your guaranteed easy way to do it is visit um, a visitor center. Okay. And purchase that. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll turn this over to Carla and Andy then. Um, what would you say is unique about the, and I'm doing air quotes, you can't see this podcast, I'm doing air quotes. Um, what is unique about the Santa Fe Margarita? So I think uh, in a town that is really known for margaritas, we can't get away with a bad one. <laughs> the expectation is a lot higher. So I think um, what makes the Santa Fe Margarita really special is that kind of attention to detail where you can't get away with using sour mix or something. It has to be, you know, freshly squeezed lime juice. And Okay. How about you, Andy? What's your take? I think Santa Fe is uh, the margarita mecca. And I think we sell more tequila than anywhere else. We, we get different tequilas that they do anywhere else, and so we get access to more interesting different ingredients that, that other places would, wouldn't, you know? Like, we get some interesting high-end tequilas that we don't see other places. And so, and also there's more people wanting margaritas and ordering margaritas. So we, we get a little bit more ability to try different things and, and, and put new margaritas on our menus and people are a little bit more interested in saying, I haven't had something like this before, I'm gonna give it a try. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what's cool about Santa Fe is that, you know, we don't sell as much vodka or gin, we sell a whole lot of tequila. <laughs> and so and people are more interested in trying something new and different. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Um, would you say there's such a thing as a quintessential Santa Fe margarita, like, you know, certain ingredients or certain method? Probably a green chili margarita. Oh. If you've never had a margarita with green chili in it, they're actually really amazing. And just how spicy are they? Well, it's New Mexican chili, so I think it's not so much a spicy chili. It's more just really flavorful. So especially when you put it in a margarita, it's a little bit spicy, but it won't hurt you. Mm -hmm. And are... are <laughs> Fro is, is it frozen or on the rocks and I would salt say on the rocks, but um, we do have a lot of people requesting frozen margaritas. Okay, for sure, especially on a hot day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Andy, what, do you, what would you say about uh, trends in margaritas? Have you noticed any happening? Yes, I, okay. I have. I've been really, that's been my focus lately. Is, okay. Is, is, is doing new and interesting things. Um, I find them to be seasonal, uh, very mm-hmm. seasonal. Um, uh, like in the wintertime, I was doing a smoked pineapple margarita that was really selling very, very well. Um, and now, right now, I'm doing an apricot margarita that mm. is to take the local apricots. We have tons of them right now. And what we do is we uh, brown them under the broiler with some brown sugar and cinnamon. And then we muddle them with cherry bitters, lime juice, and some orange cognac. Mm. And that makes for an amazing margarita. And it's the, the trend, I believe, is the, the seasonality of the fruits or seasonality of what's in it. Okay. And so, like, you know, your green chili... Margarita, your red chili margarita, I think those are nice. Blood orange margarita, like I'm doing one with blood orange and cherries because um, I have an orchard where I grow a lot of the fruit and cherries are in right now as well. So I'm muddling cherries with some blood orange in there and those make great margaritas as well. So that's the trend I've seen because I sell way more of those compared to like, you know, something else as people are into it. Okay, are you seeing anything different? Yeah, we're fortunate in Santa Fe that we have a really great farmer's market and we have access to a lot of really great produce here in northern New Mexico. Um, Our blood orange margarita is incredibly popular right now. Our best-selling margarita that our guests love the most is actually a tiki-style margarita. So it's our manna margarita at our our rooftop bar, at our bell tower bar. And uh, so it's kind of a seasonal thing because I always think tiki, I think like warm climates. Mm -hmm. So it's a fun summer drink and yeah, it's been wildly popular. What's tiki about it? So we use uh, tiki bitters in it, Mm -hmm. but also we use a liqueur called Velvet Falernum, which is from Barbados, which is kind of a traditional um, liqueur that you see in Caribbean drinks. Uh, mango liqueur. Uh, we use a Patron Añejo that I actually went to the Patron distillery to choose specifically for this margarita because I wanted a French oak barrel uh, Añejo to really complement those tiki flavors because it has kind of a lighter flavor than an Añejo that's aged in like ex-bourbon barrels, mm-hmm. say. So it really goes with those nice kind of light tropical flavors. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been noticing in Colorado where I live... Uh, big differences with um, the rims. I mean, it used to always just be salt rim across the board, and now it's sugar rim and chili rims and colored and partial and, and different things like that. What, do, what are you guys doing here? We have of that? five different rims that we oh, do really? for margaritas. Uh, so we do. We have an alderwood uh, smoked salt rim that's really delicious. We have a black Hawaiian salt. Uh, we do a, a, ch- a red chili and salt rim. Mm. Um, so we really have fun with it. And how about you, Andy, at your restaurant? Um, we're doing a, I do dried fruits on mine. I'll take the oranges and do that with an orange thing. Um, we're also doing the black salts as well. We're using tahini, which is like a chili lime salt on ours. Huh. Um, you know, things like that to complement the drink. And so is the idea, I'm going to ask this really fundamental question, with, with the rims, is the idea just that the, the drink, the cocktail, is rushing past that into your mouth and picking it up? Or are you supposed to be, you know, like licking the rim and then taking a sip? I think it's to complement the drink. I don't think, um, I think one thing that's very important with drinks that are overlooked is that they're balanced. And I don't think you should put too much salt or too little salt on there. I think that is the job of the bartender to know, okay, this is the right amount. And I, I don't think you're licking it. I think you should drink it. Okay. Um, I think it's important that it's a whole balanced kind of symphony of your, your cocktail. Okay. 
I wanted to make sure we're we're drinking them properly, <laughs> <laughs> the right way. Especially since you're going to so much trouble and creativity. I'm really impressed that you guys do put that much thought into the you know what goes around the rim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. What about um, glassware? You know, it's not just the typical margarita glass anymore, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's definitely not. What are some of the unique ways you're presenting them? I um, have uh, three different glasses I use for my margaritas. I, um, I use a coupe glass for um, kind of, honestly, in my mind, a sexier drink. <laughs> so I'll do one with like that Class Azul, which is a super high-end uh, margarita, and just a simple Abouchant orange cognac, and it's just sexy, elegant. There's not a lot to it, but the flavors are just there. You know, it's a beautiful drink. I do a, a, a dried orange on the side with a little bit of cinnamon on it, and it's, you know, it's just a sexy drink in my mind. Then we'll serve some up. We have uh, we do our blood orange with a tahini around the edge on a, on a martini glass. That one's mm-hmm. served up. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have a our rocks glasses are etched. Um, they're the rocks glasses are etched on the outside to kind of give it a nice style to it. It's something I have found in uh, in Europe where they use etched glasses. I brought that here, and I think a good margarita, just like the house margarita, just you know, simple, inexpensive margarita, put that in a nice rocks glass that's been etched. I think it's really good looking. Hmm. Our standard margarita glass is kind of a goblet, so it almost, hmm. uh, to me, feels a little bit more Spanish style. But for the Mana Margarita I was telling you about, our margarita shell margarita for our rooftop bar, we actually serve it in a, tea, in a ceramic tiki mug. Uh, of course, because it's a tiki drink, you've got to put it in a tiki mug. Uh, and our tiki mugs are actually, um, they're uh, shaped, they look like agave pinas. Mm. So seemed appropriate mm-hmm. for the margarita. Definitely. Ryan, I want to ask you at this point, I mean, you hear, we're, we're hearing about these two different restaurants and bars, you know, and how creative yeah. they were. What was the process for you in determining which, which restaurants and bars would participate and you know, how much leeway do you give them in what the the signature drink is going to be? In yeah, the book? It's, a, it's a great question. Our, our biggest um, stipulation or what we wanted to make sure that each margarita location, margarita trail location has was the ability to serve 100% agave tequila uh, and good, strong uh, tequila that is made in Mexico. Uh, and I would say that 98% of the margaritas on the Margarita Trail are all made with 100% agave tequila, and that was very important for us. Um, Other than that, I feel like empowering the restaurants to make what is best for them and their customers, if it be a seasonal margarita. Some restaurants uh, on the Margarita Trail just have their original margarita with fresh lime juice and a good tequila and and um, uh, you know it's, it's a pretty simple margarita but they've perfected it in their opinion and, and they still have customers that come back uh, both visitors and locals so we really empower the the par uh, the participants and the um, and the, the the members of the margarita trail who are on the trail to really build their own margarita uh, to what they feel is going to best uh, be comparison with uh, or uh, go with some of their food and and what their uh, visitors like, what their customers like. And then and then do you guys, you restaurants, do you compare notes about who's offering what? I always look through and see what other people are doing yeah. because I want to be different. So do you know ahead of time what what the others are going to offer, 
or do you do you see it when the rest of us see it? So I see it when the rest of you see it, yeah. but you know, Santa Fe, we all know each other, so I'll I'll go to the bar and scope it out. Yeah. <laughs> so is it a pretty friendly competition? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. One of the things I love the most about Santa Fe, especially uh, the bar and restaurant community, is that we are such a great community. I think it's definitely a friendly competition. Everyone is extremely supportive of each other. Um, you know, if you come to my bar, I'm going to tell you at least five other bars that you have to mm. go to. That's nice. That's very nice. So when people, um, when you find out that people have used the typical margarita mix, you know, where it tastes the same and, you know, has that kind of odd color, does it make you both crazy? It, yeah. I, I physically cringe. <laughs> just squeeze the lime, just squeeze the lime into the drink. <laughs> Um, so I, I'm going to ask you a few questions about making margaritas at home, but, but before we leave that, I want to give you two a little more chance, um, Andy and Carla, to talk a little bit more about your your restaurant so that people can come to you. So Andy, Dinner for Two, I've not been there yet. I was mm -hmm. not aware of it. Tell me about it. Dinner for Two, uh, it's been there for about 18 years, yeah. and I am the owner of it. I owned it with my family for 17 years, and now I was fortunate to get, it, get to buy it off of them. So now it's my restaurant, which is really awesome. Mm -hmm. I added a liquor license a year ago, and so that's what enabled me to join the Margarita Trail. And what kind of food do you serve? Uh, we do steaks and seafood. Oh, okay. We specialize in tableside presentations. We do Bananas Foster, Chateaubriand, Caesar salads. We also do prime cuts of beef, like filet mignon, New York strip, and ribeye. Wow. And okay. so yeah, we do kind of, it's a little, little more old school, it's a little more it's not what I would call formal, but it, it's a nice setting where, where it's a dining experience. You spend, you know, an hour or two dining, mm -hmm. and we, we roll out the red carpet for you, make sure your experience is really nice. And can you come to come there with more than two people? You sure can. Okay. And where are you located? We're at the corner of West San Francisco and Guadalupe. We're right behind the Hilton and the El Dorado Hotel. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And Carla La Fonda, it's a classic. Yes, La Fonda on the Plaza is the only hotel on the Santa Fe Plaza. It was built in 1922. Uh, so there's a lot of history. I think we're known also. Um, for our art collection, mm -hmm. um, but we used to be a, we're a Harvey house, we used to be a Fred J. Harvey hotel back in the day. Uh, we have our restaurant La Plazuela, which was actually the original courtyard uh, of the hotel, which we enclosed in the 70s. Um, our margarita there, we actually split the tequila with mezcal, so we do like a smoky margarita. Mm -hmm. um, we have our La Fiesta Lounge, which is our lobby bar, where we do a tamarindo margarita. Um, in my travels to Mexico, I always think of, uh, I drank a lot of tamarind cocktails, so I always think of uh, a tamarindo margarita as just being like really traditional Mexican, so that's what we went with for our lobby bar. And then, of course, we have the rooftop bar, which I mentioned, our bell tower bar, which is outdoors. Uh, we have an amazing view of the city. We're known especially for our sunset views, mm -hmm. and that's open May through October. And so do you have just one cocktail in the, in the margarita? Oh, we what? have three. Oh, you yeah. do? Yeah, okay. so we have, we have the smoky, the tamarindo, and the manna, our oh, tiki margarita. Nice. Yeah, for all 
three of our bars. Yeah, okay. So cool. maximize, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the place to maximize your stamp acquiring. Yeah, for sure. it's your one-stop shop because you can hit the lobby bar and the rooftop bar. You can yeah. do the restaurant and La Fiesta. That's, that's awesome. That's All under awesome. one roof. Yeah, that's great. Um, all right, let's talk about home. Um, maybe we want people to do the Margarita Trail, but you know, there these recipes. You provide these wonderful recipes in there. So, um, what mistakes do you think people typically make when they're making margaritas at home? Um, I was talking to a friend this morning. He was talking about how he made himself a margarita last night, and he couldn't drink it. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and I think in his case, what he did was um, uh, he added a lot of tequila and a lime, and that's it. Yeah. Um, it makes me think of this time when my wife told me that her mom called the ambulance one night because she was out having tequila and lime juice all night and she thought she was having a heart attack but it was just a uh, uh, your stomach you're getting heartburn heartburn yes <laughs> <laughs> and so that is actually one of the stories in my mind that makes me think okay cocktails need to be balanced because you know when you have a, I have a drink margaritas in particular they're acidic and the tequilas uh, especially low in tequila can get rough on you um, so you need a good balance. I think uh, I think people at home uh, we do we do something called uh, a simple syrup. Some people use agave. I like simple. It's equal parts of sugar and water. You heat it until it dissolves into a homogeneous uh, liquid, and we use a small amount of that equal to the amount of uh, citrus you're using. And the citrus can be lime juice or lemon juice. Or it can be something called split, which is lemon and lime. It's, I think it creates something a little bit more interesting on your palate. And then, you know, simple margarita. It's two parts of tequila, one part of the citrus, and one part of the simple, and then an orange liqueur. In our case, we usually use orange cognac. I think it has an orange flavor. But those are all kind of the, the, tri the triple sec or the orange cognac or the Grand Marnier. Those are all interchangeable. And that's what makes uh, margaritas kind of interesting. You can put in fruit there, like if it's fruit season, you know, peach, peaches, apricots, cherries, all that. You can replace that with fruit, or you know, and simple. You can put agave in there if you want. Oh, okay. Um, those are all interchangeable, and your citrus component too, which is sort of interchangeable. You can put your tamarindo in there, or you can put your pineapple juice in there, something acidic. And so those are all interesting as well. So you know, like the the ratio stays the same. All the parts can basically change. Okay. It's amazing the difference uh, differences of margaritas on the Santa Fe Margarita Trail. You can come to Santa Fe and get a spicy uh, jalapeno-infused uh, tequila margarita, or you can go to the other spectrum where you have cotton candy on the top mm. of that margarita. Mm -hmm. So there, there is is uh, almost guaranteed you'll find a margarita you love in Santa Fe. And so, and before we get to Carla I'm talking about home margaritas, that brings up a point geographically. I mean, if you're here in Santa Fe, and it's not a huge area, and it's very walkable, how would you know, you know, which ones do I go to? Which ones are close? And yeah, well, the description of the margaritas in the on the trail you can read through. So mm -hmm. it'll say spicy margarita. It has the recipe right there. But I think what most people go by is the image. There's a picture of every single margarita in the passport and, and on your app 
for the Santa Fe Margarita Trail. So it does explain almost the flavor and the type of drink it is by just the picture. You can almost taste it okay. through some of these amazing images we have on the uh, on the. And on the, and does the does the book or the app like literally help you? physically map it out to know, you know, La Fonda is near dinner for two. Yeah, one of the neat things about the the app is that it has a geolocation on it. So it will plug in where you are on your phone and say you are 50 yards away from your closest margarita. It'll it'll send you (laughs) alerts. If you have your app open and walking around downtown, it will send you a little ping that say, hey, you just passed the uh, La Fonda on the plaza and come enjoy a margarita or you just passed dinner for two and uh, you know so it will tell you where the closest one is and help guide you to to your next uh, margarita experience that's brilliant that's a good kind of map just a good kind yeah. of map so Carla what about you with um, people making margaritas at home what, what's the biggest pitfall uh it's just the lime juice. Um, the biggest advice for anyone making a margarita at home is to invest in a citrus press, uh, a lime squeezer. Um, I think the fresh lime juice really makes all the difference, and it's super easy. Um, my other bit of advice is to remember that even though it's fun to be creative, a, a great cocktail doesn't have to be complicated. <laughs> so my go-to margarita recipe that I make at home is sometimes referred to as a skinny margarita, but it's just tequila, orange liqueur, and freshly squeezed lime juice. I also call it the 321 because it's three parts tequila, two parts orange liqueur, and one part uh, freshly squeezed lime juice. So you could do three ounces of tequila, two ounces of orange liqueur, an ounce of fresh lime juice, and you have Mark II margaritas. Here's mm-hmm. sharing with a friend. Yeah. So what would you say is if somebody wants to have their kind of home bar margarita kit, you know, the, the the right things in stock, what should they have? I'll let either one of you answer that. You have to have tequila. Uh, you know, some people would argue that you don't even need the orange liqueur. You just need some kind of sweetener, whether that's, you know, sugar or agave nectar. But definitely fresh limes are key. And when you say invest in a squeezer, do you mean like the little handheld ones? Exactly, yeah. Okay. I call it a citrus press uh-huh. or, you know, I mean, you can find them at like, I think, any kitchen store there's that you can get one for like eight bucks on amazon oh, okay yeah okay cool um it's just easier than squeezing with your hands <laughs> yeah 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 for sure for sure especially when you have a cut i've made that mistake that hurts <laughs> um so when andy when you're at home um and you i assume you make margaritas mm-hmm. what kind do you make um i uh, one of the benefits of, of owning a bar is that you get to try tequilas like you've never had before or orange liqueurs like you've never had before. That's where I got turned on to the orange cognac. Is mm. that they'll just be like, here, try this, here, try this, here, try this, here, try this. <laughs> and so you end up getting a whole big bar at your house <laughs> or at my house. And so um, um, recently I got to try El Toro, Teroso, Air, uh, it's a new tequila. El Tesoro. El Tesoro. It's not a new tequila, it's a new bottle. But so it's interesting that you get to try that one with uh, the Plaza Azul and you get to try all those different ones like that. And the nuances of the Reposado, where it ages the, the harvester, uh, agave later, what, seven years, right? And then they crush it with a with a volcanic wheel in it, mm-hmm. and you know I don't know how it changes the flavor, but the tequila itself I thought was pretty darn tasty, 
And so I wouldn't have known that if they wouldn't have been like, here, try this bottle. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, out comes some new margaritas because I'll go home and I'll be like, okay, let's try it with this uh, orange liqueur. We'll try it with some basic triple sec. Oh, let's try it with some, some Bouchon. Let's try it with some Royal Montaigne. Let's try it with this, you know. And, um, you know, this is over a couple of weeks, let me tell you. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that's how ideas come about. And, you know, it's really just... just kind of playing around with it and people just drop off be like hey try this here try this mm-hmm. and you know I that's I constantly researching I'm always on the internet checking out things reading books doing things like that and you know um, I have an orchard at my house I have 30 trees where okay well plums are going to be in two weeks what am I going to do with plums you know um, apples are going to be within a month or so you know, and we're going to have tons of this. Like when we had apricots, I was telling my chef, I was like, okay, we're going to have about 600 pounds of apricots. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> and so it's, um, and uh, it makes you invent things. It makes you come up with ideas, you know. It makes you like, okay, what am I going to do next? And I think it's really exciting, you know. I'm working on melons next. I'm, I'm working on trying to figure out how am I going to get melon balls to float in a margarita. <laughs> That's my next one. <laughs> Or are you sick of margaritas? You know what's so funny? You would think that, you know, thinking about margaritas for a good portion of the day, making margaritas, that you'd be totally sick of them, but I still get a hankering for one. I actually drank a margarita yesterday. (laughs) Um, But, and yeah, I mean, a lot of times I just do the classic three, two, one, um, but it's fun to be creative. I, I like making our. Tiki margarita or Amanda margarita. I actually make that one at home, especially if I'm having people over. Um, I've been kind of obsessed with mango lately, whether it's like a mango liqueur or like a mango puree. Um, I think, you know, summertime, I, warm weather, I want those kind of tropical flavors. So that's what I'm making at home right now. Cool. Yeah. Um, tell, both of you, tell us um, how people can find out more about your restaurants, what your websites are. Um, you can learn more about La Fonda at lafondasantafe.com, um, L-A-F-O-N-D-A. Okay. Um, and ours is uh, dinnerfor2nm.com, and yeah, that's okay. our website. And Ryan, how can people yeah. find out about the Margarita Trail? Uh, very easy, at santafemargaritatrail.com. We've got lots of information on that, and you can download the app uh, to your smartphone from santafemargaritatrail.com. Uh, and you can also find out uh, all the wonderful locations that are on the Santa Fe Margarita Trail um, on that website as well. Okay. Yeah, there's a great interactive map on the website. So if you're, you know, curious, want to start learning about it, uh, but you're not ready to commit to buying, you can jump on the website and navigate around the map and learn yeah. a little about where they are and the restaurants that participate. And again, the Margarita uh, Trail, the Santa Fe Margarita Trail is $3, it's $2.99, um, but you get a dollar off over 45 margaritas, so that's a $45 value. You earn prizes along the way, uh, and you also get all the recipes, as I mentioned earlier. So uh, a $3 value uh, to go and experience some of the best margaritas in the world is, is definitely uh, worth it. So um, definitely come to, come to Santa Fe and enjoy the Santa Fe Margarita Trail. So if somebody comes in and wa- wants to do the book because they want the hard copy, um, that's an additional $3, right? No, it's okay. just $3. Oh, so okay. you, you, the one uh, thing I would recommend, it's hard to keep track 
both on the paper passport and the electric app. So you need to decide, do you want to collect stamps on the paper passport or on your phone? Because it's very difficult to do both. Most people will, uh, the younger generation we find, like using their phone and, and keeping track of it. Um, and most of the uh, you know, older generation like the souvenir, they, they're used to a paper passport, they like to carry that around. So you can pick one or the other to, to collect your stamps and earn your prizes. Okay. And while the Margarita Trail should be reason enough to come to Santa Fe, there is so much more. So, Joanne, we'll, we'll end with you telling everybody why they need to come to Santa Fe. You know, Santa Fe is a place with such a depth of history, culture, um, art, cuisine. You really can find something for any member of the family or anyone in your traveling group. Um, you're going to find just something to dig in and enjoy and learn about in Santa Fe. Um, we often say um, anyone who's culturally curious should uh, come to Santa Fe because you will just find um, from museum exhibits to outdoor um, activities, visiting uh, Native American um, cliff dwelling ruins, or uh, you know, skiing, something like that outdoors. All of these options, um, and then eating and drinking in Santa Fe is just um, kind of the icing on the cake, I guess you could say. <laughs> well, and the thing that got me, and, and here I, I'm a neighboring state, um, the first time I came here some 30 years ago, um, was how completely different it is. I mean, the, the land is different, the architecture is completely different, the majority of buildings are adobe, so these beautiful earth tones, um, none of, there aren't big high-rises around, um, not in Santa Fe anyway. It's, it just really is a completely different world, which is one of the reasons why so many artists came here long ago, like Georgia O'Keeffe, um, and why so many artists are still here. And the gallery scene is amazing because of that, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, Santa Fe was founded over 400 years ago, and it was uh, one of the oldest cities in the country. And you can really see the influence of the three cultures that came together. Um, historically, we had Native American, Spanish, and then um, a little later, the Anglo um, you know, Eastern U.S. Um, population as they started to expand to the West and the pioneer frontier era, um, all melding together historically. And today we really see um, almost, you know, these cultures of artists and outdoor enthusiasts um, and then uh, culinary, farm, agriculture, cultures um, come together with all the things you can do and experience in in the city. Um, you know, I like to say that Santa Fe is a quick getaway for most of the U.S. You feel like you've traveled internationally, mm -hmm. but you didn't have to mess with customs or your passport, um, but you feel like you've been transported to a very different culture and place um, that is similar to other parts of the world. It, it really is magical, and, and not everybody has great websites. Not, not everyone has great tourism websites, but you do. Yours is so helpful. I mean, everything from you know, dinner and accommodations to all the festivals, and it's really, really user-friendly. So um, I would um, encourage everybody to go there and, and make, have that be your first stop in your planning. Yes, santafe.org.
super easy to, to find. And yes, you can find everything from event calendar, what's going on tomorrow um, or in a year when you're planning your trip um, for, or um, yeah, just learn, learn and read about the history and culture and um, start planning and preparing for a future trip. Got to really come because it is just like nothing else, nothing else you've been to. Well, thank you, all four of you, for meeting with me today and for being part of this podcast and giving everybody a great education in margaritas. And hopefully, everybody listening to this will you know, definitely hop on that website, download that app, and get over here to Santa Fe and start sampling responsibly. Of course. <laughs> so, thank you all. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you for having you. us.